From the studios of Teeing It Up in the swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint, and I'm joined, as always, from Charleston, South Carolina, by Mr. Luke Morrow. It's week one of the NFL season. Luke, good morning. Good morning. Good to be back. Are you excited, nervous? Can't believe this is actually here. Where are you? Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, it's the greatest time of the year. We always compare it to... Um, uh, some sort of holiday, like a Christmas morning, waking up and and being ready to go with um, with the start of the NFL season. So it's exciting. Uh, you know, as a fan, you're always optimistic at the start of the year, especially for me personally as a Vikings fan. When you bring in a new coach, that's always exciting. You, you're curious to see what the team's going to look like. So, you know, everybody is uh, undefeated today, and everyone's excited. And then the team starts off 0 and 2 or something, and, and you feel a lot different. But uh, boy, Week One's always a lot of fun. Um. Okay. So. Uh, we were a tad delayed recording this, and I told Luke, you're not going to believe the reason why. And he said, all right, let's... Uh, I, he said, what is it? And I said, I'm going to save it for the air. Uh, I reorganized my shirts in the offseason. Uh-huh. I could not find my Jets t-shirt. Oh, no. It was, and I'm not kidding, buried at the bottom of a pile and in a drawer. Probably for good reason. Uh, probably for good reason, considering that I did this reorganization during the basketball playoffs, so we were not close to football season. Um, so I'm calling from Jersey. He's calling from South Carolina. Um, we haven't talked a lot of football, you and I, recently. And that's because increasingly, I'm finding, the preseason means zilch. Yeah. Unfortunately, for Jet fans, we lost our quarterback during the preseason, Zach Wilson. It is raining in Jersey. It is going to be a rainy day at MetLife for this crew. And week one is always exciting, but Luke... You've got players that didn't play much in the preseason, players that did play a bunch in the preseason. A very, a very uneven matchups, very uneven um, um, for, 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 for people like you and I. And let's, let's zoom in for a second. Packers, uh, Vikings, a game that should not be at all close. I mean, this should be like a 31-3 trouncing by Green Bay, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, you know, to the to, to Jets Ravens, Lamar Jackson playing on a contract. Uh, sorry, playing out his, playing on a contract year. Is he Aaron Judge or is he going to, you know, lose the bet that he's making against himself? We've got some uneven matchups in terms of actual live football reps how do you look at week one from uh from afar in that context yeah it's hard to tell i, I always say i mean it's a cliche but week one's always the biggest toss-up you have no idea what to expect from these teams um you mentioned the preseason you know a lot of people when you go back to thursday night and really how poorly the rams played yeah a lot of people have pointed to the fact that they didn't play in the preseason but well, that's fair. I would also say that Sean McVay has always done that in the past. And prior to Thursday, McVay was 5-0 and in week one. So it's always worked for his teams in the past. But when you watch Thursday in particular, they almost had a sense of, like, man, these guys could use a little more time together to, to gel on the field before this game. To bring it back to me, again, as a Vikings fan, 
McVay did not play their starters at all. Kevin O'Connell comes from the McVay coaching tree. That's the belief there. But you have a new coach and a new offense. So when you have a team like Minnesota, I wish they did go out there. I mean, this is going to be the first time they actually played together in this offense in a game. It's hard to expect that they're going to be perfect right away. You should expect some rust. So this is becoming the new trend in the NFL that you don't use your guys in the preseason. And I do think it plays a role in week one. Look, the Bills hardly played any of their guys in the preseason. And they were a little sloppy early on, but, you know, overall played pretty well. So I I guess it comes down to the team, to the coach, how familiar are with the offense. And that just makes this more of a toss-up in week one where these these guys, some guys aren't healthy yet. Some guys may not be in shape yet. They're not in mid-season form. You're still working through some things. You have no idea what's going to happen in week one, which makes it, the NFL is so tough to predict to begin with. This is the most unpredictable week. And I think uh, the lack of preseason reps also play into that now as well these last couple of years. Let's now zoom in, zoom into your Vikings. So let's do that game first. You also had the issue of your quarterback having COVID-19. So new offense and your quarterback had to be away from the team. So fill, fill people in. You've never been a big Kirk Cousins fan. A, are you a believer now under this offense? B, do you like the way that, that they've gone about it? And then C, was he symptomatic, asymptomatic? How long was he gone for? This should be a Packers win. Obviously, no Devontae Adams is going to be a big adjustment for Aaron Rodgers. And, you, and, and sometimes he gives you these games that make you go, uh, whoops. Uh, who are we talking about here? But just fill people in on on what's been happening up there. Well, yeah, it's a good question. By the way, in regards to this game, I, I, I don't really know what uh, what what happened. I saw, I mean, the Packers have been favored all week, and then I woke up this morning and I looked, and now the Vikings are favored. So it changed overnight. Um, I know the Packers are probably going to be missing Alan Lazard and their uh, starting left tackle. I don't know if that was the difference. But I was surprised to see now the Vikings are favored in this game. Um, Clearly it had to do with your sleep patterns, Luke. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Hey, whatever I can do to help the team. Um, but in regards to the Vikings, there's a lot of optimism around this team, just from even the national media. I see a lot of people are picking them to make the playoffs, to challenge the Packers in the division, to increase their wins. There's reasons to be optimistic because of the coaching change. You finally give Kirk Cousins an offensive coach. I loved Mike Zimmer, at least early on in his tenure, but I think he really held the offense specifically back in recent years. So I think the idea is O'Connell's going to come in and try to unleash things. My question would be, how much more can you get out of Kirk Cousins? Because that's the idea, that we're going to have Kevin O'Connell settling this is going to become the greatest show on turf just because you have an offensive coach. But I think there are still some limitations at the quarterback position. So the ceiling is only so high. So I'm, I'm fascinated to see what this offense is going to look like. It probably will feature less Dalvin Cook this year and more passing than years past. Uh, and uh, if Kirk Cousins has it in him to kind of, you know, put the team on his on his shoulders a little bit more and try to lead them to the playoffs this year. But as you said, missed time with COVID, didn't play in the preseason, new offense. Uh, so there's some moving pieces. First year head coaches can be um, really unpredictable, up or down, um, especially at the start seasons. So uh, I'm just, um, I, I don't have a lot of good answers for you right now, and I'm just interested to see this all actually play out in the game today for the first time. Am I crazy to say that the Jets are going to win six games? Uh, six? Uh, I can see it. The Vegas line is five and a half. I have six wins, and if Miami is is in the playoffs and has clinched and Week 18 means nothing and and the Dolphins rest Tua, then I have them as a seven-win team. Okay. And I've been told all week, what drugs have they put in you recently? (laughs) 
if you had maybe uh, Zach Wilson for every game, I'd feel more confident than Joe Flacco for, uh, for potentially a month. Look, here's my feeling about the Jets. We got a lot of pieces. We got Michael Carter. We got you know, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, C.J. Uzama, Tyler Conklin, Garrett Wilson. We've got a line that was great, and then Mekhi Becton gets hurt, and then Dwayne Brown has a shoulder injury, and now you got to move somebody, George Font, and now you got to bring in a guy who was described as not having potentially enough girth, weight-wise girth, an actual article used by Rich Semenia via, sorry, term used by Rich, used by Rich Semenia VSPN.com. I don't use weight terms a lot on this show. Girth, <laughs> not a term. I don't think I've said in the 13 years of the Sunday Sprint. Um, so, Offensively, I'm I'm question marks, but I think Joe Flacco is a serviceable quarterback that can get you through games. When you look at the defense, their secondary is the biggest question mark. Up front, they they should be all right. And in in the secondary, you got Sauce. And is that sauce going to be great sauce, or is it going to be when you go to a restaurant and the sauce just was like? clearly from two hours ago and it's old now uh, you know is sauce gardener everything he's been hyped up to be is he not hyped up to be um and that to me is the biggest question involving the jets is that secondary they're very young very raw very green uh you know you, you go through it uh, penalty prone if the NFL is going to throw more uh, illegal contact penalties that's not good there's just a lot of question marks back there and having Joe Flacco is not ideal I would argue having Joe Flacco is better than than having um, somebody else and hey Mike White has shown good things and he's sitting back there ready to go if need be in a backup role yeah, he would be my guy. Uh, I like Mike White. I would rather see him these uh, first couple weeks than Flacco and see what you have there. Yes, something to be a little concerned about. The Giants played none of their starters in the final preseason game, and uh, they were able to have success. So that's just something to watch in the, in, in the preseason. At times during the preseason, uh, where ones were facing twos, the Jets ones were losing out. So I think that may be why people also have some skepticism in this team. All right, we do five games in 15 minutes. We're at 11 minutes. Can we get through five games in uh, in, uh, four minutes, Luke, or are we going to need our our five-minute extension for Super Bowl-length timeouts? Uh, let's see what we can do. All right, let, let's see what, what what we can do. Kansas City, Arizona is a 425 game. Jim Nance, Tony Romo, Tracy Wolfson, Kyler Murray, the big offseason contract. To me, the way that I look at it, the way that I see this, the way that I foresee this is the following. Kansas City is going to continue to be good if Patrick Mahomes makes smart decisions, makes acrobatic decisions, now we're going to see without Tyreek Hill how good he is. Kansas City, for every part of who they are. And look, they, they, they gave up 
four, you know, they, they, they gave up a boatload of points, including four touchdowns to one guy, Caleb Davis, in, the, in, in, in that divisional, you know, playoff game. So it's not like this defense was, you know, the, the you know, the Bears 85 defense. Um, so to me, this is about Patrick Mahomes, new weapons, old weapons, the safety net in Travis Kelsey, and how well and how efficient he can perform. Yeah, I think the Chiefs will be just fine this year, but we go back to what we said earlier about week one. I mean, are they going to be fine to immediately start the year today on the road? I, I don't know. Um, there could be a little a bit of a growing pain here early on for the Chiefs, but you know, the Cardinals have plenty of problems themselves as well. Well, DeAndre Hopkins now, uh, Cliff Kingsbury's teams always start the year really well. Yeah. Maybe the, uh, they'll be ready to go here at home against Kansas City as they work through some things. I always pay attention to Vegas. I mentioned the Vikings movement earlier. This line went from three to six and a half in the middle of the week. That seems like a lot for the Chiefs on the road against an Arizona team that was in the playoffs a year ago. So, uh, I don't know, maybe Vegas knows something I don't. I know that the Cardinals have some injury issues and off-season drama, but um, I want to see the Chiefs first to see what we're going to get. I think they'll be fine long-term, but I, you know, you, you, I got to see a couple of weeks here to see if uh, they're going to gel immediately or if it's going to take a few weeks to, to find out how they're going to replace Tyreek Hill in this offense. There are two games... Um... Uh, does that mean you want to talk Vegas uh, Chargers, or am I living in 1996 as well? <laughs> hey, well, whatever you want. Now, uh, Tampa and Denver. Are those two games more storyline games and, than actual football games? You know how the media like like loves, like, you know... John Smith returns to his old home, and that's the you know that's the storyline for this game. To me, Tampa's a better football team than Dallas. Period. To me, Denver's a better football team than Seattle. Period. A- am I crazy or am I not crazy? No, I do agree with you. I do think the Buccaneers Cowboys game could be more interesting tonight. Uh, if you remember last year in week one, the Cowboys probably should have won that game against the Buccaneers. That was in Tampa. This is now in Dallas. So if there's a, an opportunity, it may be tonight for Dallas at home to try to get Tampa, especially with everything going on this offseason with Brady. But the Buccaneers are the better team. They should win that game. Again, week one's always the biggest toss-up. So I'm a little more hesitant there. Monday Night Football, the Broncos are much better than – I mean, Seattle may be the worst team in the league this year. The Broncos yeah, like – you know, Russell Wilson gets the big deal. They make all the other changes around him. Like, like, I get it. He's returning to Seattle, but okay. I lose interest except for Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on, on a brand new network. Um, you know, like three seconds in. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. My only concern, uh, two things. Number one, maybe Pete Carroll knows where the bodies are buried with, with Russell Wilson. And then number two, you do have a first-time head coach in Denver, and first-time head coaches in week one have lost 19 of their last 22 games in week one. It's very hard to win that first game. You have a first-time head coach against a veteran and Pete Carroll on the road. So I could see those being factors that keep it close tomorrow. But yeah, on paper, especially if this was like week 10, I think Denver blows out Seattle. The only thing that could keep us close is the fact that Everything's new for, for the new quarterback, new offense, new coach. You're going on the road. That could help Seattle maybe hang in, to, hang in there tomorrow night. Luke, we're getting the end of our radio program. Aww. I know. Yeah. I know. Flies. It just flies. The, the time just flies. 
Uh, your game of the day. Oof, good question. I haven't even thought about this. I've had all off-season to think. Uh, I'm going to go, you know what? You were just talking about the storyline. I'm going to go Panthers-Browns just because it's Baker Mayfield, and we know that chip on the shoulder and that cockiness, and he's going up against his former team in his first game at Carolina. He apparently you know, had that line he said about a week ago about what he's going to do to Cleveland. So I'm curious to see it today. Poor Sam Darnold. <laughs> yeah. Poor Sam Darnold. Uh, for me, it's Kansas City, Arizona. Just two teams that I think, especially once Hopkins comes back, could be... I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that's a Super Bowl preview game. I'm just saying there's a lot of, of, uh, of talent, and these are, are two deep playoff teams in that game, um, is what I'll say about that. Um, what is your sleeper game, sir? Sleeper game, I'm going to say, I'll go Eagles-Lions. Both teams with a lot of off-season hype. Uh, both teams expect to be better this year. Uh, we're talking sleeper games here, so you got to go a little off the grid, and I think that's one that could be intriguing today to see how these two teams look uh, to start the year. Um, I'm going to go Vegas-Chargers. That should be interesting as well. Justin Herbert. A lot of people, you know, Jim Nance calls calls him his sleeper team. Um, he racks up numbers just just like his predecessor Philip Rivers, but can actually close games and and and, and get to the promised land. Vegas, obviously, Carr and Cobb uh, reuniting there. Um, your game to watch golf during golf being the LPGA's Kroger. Uh, Kroger Queen City Championship presented by Procter and Gamble from Cincinnati on Golf Channel. I, I wanted uh, to make okay. sure I got the uh, tournament name correct. Yeah, I can't wait to, to tune into that. Uh, I'll say uh, 49ers Bears, um, especially with Trey Lance. Uh, I think there's a lot of questions about both those offenses, and Soldier Field is underwater right now. Uh, I think that'll be a pretty sloppy, boring game with two quarterbacks that are still learning. Wait, 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 is there a chance that game gets postponed? Like, I don't think so, but the field looks terrible. I mean, there are pu- obvious puddles uh, on the uh, on the field right now that they're warming up in. Are they still blaming this on Elton John? <laughs> I don't know. No, uh, wasn't it a concert like two weeks ago that messed up Soldier Field or something? Or, or, or am I thinking of a different stadium? That, I, I'm not sure. That... The stadium has always been a mess. I mean, by the yeah, they've had field... And haven't they tried, like, eight different field grass types? Yeah, they try They try to fix it every year. Uh, that's why they're talking about building a dome now and going to turf in Chicago. I don't get why they can't go to turf already. It's true. The Cardinals figured that out. Yeah, and they have rolling pins, and you can roll things under, and then if you have a concert there, they, 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 they just roll out the football stuff and roll in something else. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, what was the question? Oh, sleeper game. Um, no, game to watch golf. Oh, oh, yeah. So sorry, game to watch golf. Giants, Titans. I can't get intrigued by any of that. Your person or player to watch. I mean, there's so many to choose from in week one. You could say Trey Lance uh, taking over this team. 
um, a lot of quarterbacks today. But uh, I'm going to go with Baker for the reasons I said earlier. New team against this former team. Um, I'm curious to see how he does uh, with a fresh start. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. Um, speechless. I, I am speechless. I'm going to go Jet fans. How fast did the booze come? <laughs> no. In all seriousness, Trevor Lawrence... All the Urban Meyer stuff is gone. You're facing on a, a commander's team that does not have a lot of expectations. Can we see progress in Jacksonville? Yeah, you better. It's a legitimate question. Yeah. Are you an NFL quarterback or not? Right. Well, Trevor Lawrence was bad last year. Now you swap out Urban, who was a disaster, for a Super Bowl-winning head coach. Uh, you better see some progress this year. Yeah. So... I think that's a legitimate question. Luke, as always, thank you, sir, for the sprint. You're 13 of the Sunday sprint for Luke Morrow and I. Wow. How about that? My pleasure. Well, you say it's year 13. Could be year something else if, if you're wrong. But anyway, enjoy your football Sunday or Monday, everybody.